The ball don't lie, ladies and gentlemen. That is a direct quote, probably, from every Bengals fan and player on planet Earth. My name's Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. We have a great show for you guys in store tonight. Our AFC and NFC championship matchups are officially set with the Chiefs set to host the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, on the AFC side, as well as on the NFC being the Eagles hosting the 49ers. So a couple great matchups. We're going to get to that soon. But a couple storylines from the divisional round we wanted to touch on. Uh, so we have the Chiefs and quarterback Patrick Mahomes being diagnosed with uh, a high ankle sprain during during their win over the Jaguars 27 to 20 but first how are you guys tonight I'm doing all right I'm doing good can't complain yeah neither can I neither can I special especially since we're getting postseason's heating up ladies and gentlemen this is going to be exciting from here on out these are some these are some legendary matchups that we have going I mean Every single time we get Chiefs Bengals, it is always a pleasure to watch. Every single oh. one of them has been a has been a great matchup to to watch. Unless and you're Tucker. The, and the same thing with uh, the Eagles and 49ers. That game looks like it's going to be a thriller. And I really can't. I'm 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 struggling with with finding my game picks uh, for each matchup. To be honest, um, but we are going to get started. So. Chiefs. So again, the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain, with uh, in their twenty-seven to twenty win over the Jaguars. So they have so, they have some tough matchups coming up. So first, they have the Cincinnati Bengals, who just went into Highmark Stadium in Buffalo and just dismantled a pretty high-powered Bills team. Now they so now you have that Bengals team who's going into Arrowhead. Can Patrick Mahomes fend them off with a high ankle sprain? How far can they go with this with this injury? Because in in regular season action, usually a high ankle sprain knocks you out multiple weeks. But this guy's playing the next week. What do you guys think? Talk. Yeah, th- yeah, I think it'll be fine. You got to remember when he won the Super Bowl. Coming into, uh, I want to say week five, he had a bum knee that he was playing through for most of the season. And when he came back, he looked just fine. So I don't think the high ankle sprain is going to be a problem either. I saw that they put out a film in practice that he was actually stretching, walking around, didn't see a noticeable limp or anything of that nature. He wasn't on crutches. So as far as I'm concerned, Patrick Mahomes is going to be just fine. And he's going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. That's all I got. That's it? Yeah, that's all I got. I thought you were going to go on a longer rant than that. It looked like you were about to just you cut your you you cut yourself off like really short. I don't I, I don't need to go any further with this. I think I've made it clear to the audience at home. I'm picking against the Bengals every chance I get. I do not like this team. I want them out of the playoffs now, if not sooner. I, I need this to happen. Come on, I do, I don't even want to be a Chiefs fan, but I have to because you know the Ravens aren't here. And the uninvited guests win. Jeez. All right. 
CJ, what what are your thoughts? <sighs> I kind of want to build off something that you mentioned. How in the regular season, a high ankle sprain basically guarantees you miss a few weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're saying Mahomes doesn't have a limp. I mean, ugh. that's nice, but that's practice. When we get to a game speed and maybe he aggravates it by taking hits, that's going to be a bit of a different story. And especially a high ankle sprain will hinder his dual threat ability, I would think. You know, because if he gets out of the pocket, are you really going to risk getting hurt, especially if you have a high ankle sprain? I'm not entirely sure. And I just, oh, I mean, the Chiefs have the, you know, they have home field advantage. They're obviously the one seed. and But since he already beat them, and with Mahomes bank, with a healthy Mahomes, I, I would say it's the Chiefs. But if he's hurt and he can't make those acrobatic throws or run as often, I would more lean Cincy in this. Yeah. I go advantage Cincinnati here just because of the high ankle sprain. Um, I mean, that's that's a really tough injury to come back from. It's not like the regular ankle sprain where it's like maybe you're out a week, maybe you're just a little bit in, uh, limited throughout the practice week, and then you're back in at full at full strength. But this is this is a high ankle sprain. I mean, those those you don't come back from for a little while, and he is planning to play the the very next week. Yes, he's been walking around. He's seemed fine. He, I mean, he came out of, he came back into the game. Um, but when you go into full game action, not just walking around, not just stretching during practices, you know, going 100% in a postseason matchup, it's going to be cold out. It's going to be loud. And you have to run away, run away from the likes of a uh, Trey Hendrickson. If he plays, I mean, that's going to be tough. That's going to – I just don't – that's advantage Bengals there, even if they're the home team. But I still – like, I, I still – the reason I have trouble picking pick, – like, definitively picking the Bengals here is for two reasons. Number one, that Bengals offensive line is still severely hurt. And it's looking likely that, that Alex Kappa and Jonah Williams are not returning for this week. And they would have to wait until at least uh, the Super Bowl if they can make it that far. And you have Chris Jones and Frank Clark to beat. That is going to be really tough. A team that is ranked second in the league in sacks this year, by the way. Whereas the year, the week before against Buffalo, they actually – I mean, Buffalo. everyone says Buffalo has a good pass rush. Maybe they did halfway through the season, but they finished middle of the pack in pressures and sacks. So they're really not as good as we think. They they aren't. But the Chiefs are. They're much better than we think because they're second in the league only to the Eagles who've been killing everybody this year. Just saying. Also, they they do have I mean, I the I I hate to point out the obvious, but they do have home field advantage and probably one of the greatest home field advantages um in the NFL. So let's pump the brakes here. And if Patrick Mahomes is able to play um, to some extent of what he he usually can, then the Chiefs are going to be right in the middle of this game. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be close. This is going to be a really good game. But don't 
sleep on the Chiefs just yet. I'm snoring. I'm snoring on the Wow. I'm snoring on the Chiefs? No. You I'm see- snoring on the Bengals. I'm not snoring. On the Bengals. Okay. You know, you keep on snoring on this Bengals team only because you're a Ravens fan. Just saying. Of course. Of course. And I'm not going to lie. Eli Apple. Uh, he, he does- that guy, listen, he had a good <laughs> game against Buffalo, but that whole Bengals defense had a good game. I, I don't I do, I don't know. Out of all the players who should be talking, I like it when all of the Bengals Bengals players talk. They they have, they do, they do a good job at it. Except Eli Apple. You talk about a guy who's riding the rest of the team's coattails. Jesus <laughs> Lord, they have a great safe. They have a really really good safety core. They have one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver core in all of football. An offensive line that's overachieving right now. One of the uh, perhaps one of the top two, three quarterbacks in all of football right now. But Eli Apple decides to talk. It's like, please stop talking. Please. I like Joe Mixon too. And honestly, the way he talks, it's cool too. I like that. It's not, I like it's not cool. It's not I liked cool. his I liked his coin flip celebration, not gonna lie. That was pretty funny. I didn't. That was I Joe didn't. Mixon. I, I said Joe Mixon, talking. right? How you said Eli Apple. No, no, I said, I said Joe Mixon. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Sorry. I don't, yeah, no, I don't Apple, like none no. of them. I don't like none of them, CJ. I don't like none of them. These AFC North rivalries, man, they are, those are a different No love rivalry. lost. Jeez. All right. Well, we are going to change gears. And while we are on the topic of the Bengals, we are actually going to move. Um, we are actually going to move to that and talk about the Bengals and how they've been using that neutral grounds uh, ruling and the coin flip as motivation and how they could possibly use that moving forward. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. All right. So the Cincinnati Bengals, ever since that week 17 um, cancel uh, uh, suspension, suspending of that uh, of that matchup between them and the Bengals, they've been upset, visibly upset about how they came up how the league came up with that the solution. So the solution was in certain matchups in the postseason, there would they it would be on neutral grounds. But the final the finalized ruling left the Bengals out of it. Tough. And it pissed them off. Every every chance they had to talk about it, they talked about it. And then furthermore the NFL started selling tickets for that neutral grounds game that would, would have been in new in Atlanta 
and it would have been the Chiefs and Bills. See, it doesn't include the Bengals. They started selling it before that Bengals, the Bengals-Bills divisional round even started. And Joe Mixon on camera said, it's disrespectful. I hate this. This sucks. Like you're, you're literally counting us out, right? And they went out there and they used that as a chip on their shoulder. And it, it was pretty cool seeing how they, seeing how they beat them. And then you have Joe Burrow in the post game interview saying you be, all those fans better be getting better go and get refunds from the NFL. And then he posted on Instagram say, with the caption saying uninvited guests. But so they've used it to this point. So now the neutral grounds, it's it's out. The coin flip ruling, it's out. It's gone. It's over with. They overcame it. Can they still use this moving forward in the AFC championship and perhaps in the Super Bowl if they make it there? Tuck, you start. Man, why are you asking me like I care, number one? Yes, they can still use this as Sounds motivation. like you do care. Number one, they can use this as motivation because it's not like they've stopped. They'll continue to use this as motivation because for some reason they feel like they should be the number one seed. Whether or not it's valid or not is up to them to decide. But they feel like that for whatever reason – they should have had home field advantage throughout the playoffs or at least had the opportunity for it. Now it's not. They feel like they deserve a little retribution. I don't care how they feel. They just I can't talk about this team, man, without getting upset. I just can't stand them. I respect them. I just can't stand. Them. But, yeah, they can use this as motivation, even though I need I need the Chiefs to kick them out of the playoffs as fast as humanly possible. But, yeah, they can use this as motivation. And I believe they'll continue to use this as motivation as far as they go, even though they shouldn't. They shouldn't have any gripe about it as far as I'm concerned. All right. CJ? I think there should be a gripe. I do. I do. You see, how do I put this? You were screwed over by the league. Everybody took it easy on Buffalo. The league bent over backwards to make it so easy for them. And they were upset. They came right out, marched right up to Buffalo, and just murdered them. Came right up, spat in their face, punched them in the mouth, and stole their lunch money right on the field. And if I'm the Bengals, I say... (laughs) You don't let up now. You still have more to prove. The league literally counted you out. They were pre-selling tickets to the Chiefs-Bills game. If you're the Bengals, now it's time to say, you know what? F everything. We're going to go and win this. I don't care who's hurt. I don't care if they're not there. They, they're coming out to play. Every tackle, they're looking to injure. Every catch, they're looking to go for a touchdown. They probably have the biggest chip on their shoulder, and I think we're going to see it on the field. You know, you know, in a way, you could look at this and say that this was the best thing to happen this season for the Bengals because before, because before this ruling, the narrative was – and. May I remind you guys, this this team lost the Super Bowl, which usually almost guarantees that they're not going to go back and win it the next year. It's only happened three times ever. So the narrative – so in the fact that we've 
almost completely forgot about that, not only as fans, but also the Bengals, because there's such a mental aspect to it, to losing the Super Bowl and then coming back and trying to repeat the same production the next year. Teams don't go back and win it. it. Even if you have all your ducks in a row, it just never works out. And they started out really slow out of the gates. The first half of their season, that offensive line severely underachieved. And then they started to figure it out. That offensive line started to flesh. And then they got kind of hurt. <laughs> then they got hurt. And now this ruling that pissed them all off, it put a chip on their shoulder. It gave them something else to think about that motivated them rather than discourage them, which would have been thinking about that Super Bowl loss, which is why they now have the chance to go back and actually win it this time and look even more motivated than they were before the year prior. And like if they get there, they're going to get all of their star- all of their starters outside of Lyle Collins, who tore his ACL, most of their offensive line starters back. I mean, this isn't like if they win this game and also Patrick Mahomes with this high ankle sprain, it's set up very well for them, especially for a team that lost the Super Bowl last year. And everyone seems to be forgetting about it because of how pissed off this Bengals team was from this from this ruling. I mean, like series and I, I don't blame them. This game had no business being in Buffalo at all. None at all. That should have been on neutral grounds. That one had more right to be um, in, a, in a neutral stadium than the one in the AFC Championship between the Chiefs and Bill. That one that had more reason to be on neutral grounds because those are the two teams who were involved in it. And you leave the Bengals out? Come on. Come on. That was ridiculous. I can un- completely understand why the, why the, uh, why the Bengals were upset. And I am so glad they use that as motivation and that they punch that Bills team in the mouth. That It just felt so right that they made it and the other team didn't. Nothing against the Bills. It's just oh that it felt like they were favored in that a little bit. Just saying. The one thing I can't stand right now is that Greg Roman called a quarterback sneak closer to the three-yard line than instead of handing J.K. Dobbins the ball. If he just hands him the ball, this wouldn't be a conversation right now. This yeah, wouldn't well, he, be a thing. Damn him. And I can't stand this team. They don't. Uh, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. They deserve to be in the AFC Championship. But, oh, I can't stand them. Oh, I can't stand them. You never know what would have happened. It's a big butterfly effect, right? No, because if they, they score, the then they, then it's a it's different. Something they, they the ball they, on our the defense. Bengals, maybe no, they score they on that win. one. They couldn't score it in general. They stopped at seventeen. We're playing the shoulda, coulda, woulda game. Ain't no shoulda. Uh, I'm just uh, saying. Uh, if they uh, score on that, then the Bengals are then the if if the Ravens score. On, I don't want to get too much into this. But I'm just saying I'm not saying the Bengals would or would not have lost that game. I'm just saying if the Ravens scored that game on that on that drive, then the Bengals would have been on their next drive trying to score as well. But once yes. the Bengals got that ran that back that fumble back for a touchdown, their goal is not to score at that point. Their goal well, kind of, but their goal is more to move the ball and run the timeout. That's what they were trying to do. And they couldn't do that. 
they convincingly couldn't do that. They couldn't pass the ball. They couldn't do anything. Yeah, well, it's, it's it, tough. Right when, it's Damn tough when it. you're missing three starters on a, on your offensive line, isn't it? It's tough to not have your franchise quarterback. I don't. Yeah, well, I, don't I, I don't. I really don't. What happens when you have a running quarterback? They get injured easily. It wasn't because he was running. But enough about my my transgressions. It's about the Bengals, right. unfortunately. All right. I want to move. So we we talked a lot of AFC, AFC Championship in these first two segments. I wanted to move on for a little bit and go on to the NFC Championship because there's not as many storylines on the NFC side, but it's every bit as enticing of a matchup. And I wanted to talk about Brock Purdy um, playing under pressure because he was concerningly pedestrian, I'll say, in that department, under playing under pressure. We'll touch on that next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting, Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, and Justin Tucker. All right, so going on to cover this NFC Championship matchup is the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. So I alluded to this earlier on in the, uh, in the show. I mentioned that the Eagles happen to be the best team up front when it comes to pressures and sacks. In fact, by a wide mar- margin. In the sack department, the Eagles have 70 sacks. The next closest team is the Chiefs with 55. All right? So now looking at the the 49ers, when they went to go face the Dallas Cowboys, um, that Dallas defensive line actually got to Purdy. And CJ, I believe you had the statistics. Could you read them off to me real quick? Oh, did you put them in the thing or no? I didn't put them in, no. I thought you were going to do that, but, but but it's okay. It's okay. So I believe he went four of 12 for 55 yards, excuse me, 55 yards and two sacks. Bingo. So Brock Purdy, four for 12, well under 50%. That's a whole 55 yards, 55 yards. And he got sacked twice. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, it's Yikes. worth noting he was pressured about 48% of the time. So Ooh. pressured almost half of the time. Whew. Yikes. Now, Dallas is no team to sneeze at when it comes to their defense, especially on the, on the line. But the Eagles are worlds better than Dallas. And they're facing them. And not only that, they're hosting them. So mm-hmm. is this a concern for Brock Purdy? Uh, going into this NFC Championship, guys. CJ? Yes. Yes, it is. The Eagles, didn't they, they have like a few people in double-digit sacks, no? 
I think it's four. Yeah. I think they yeah, have a couple, yeah. Yeah, they have, they have like four guys in double digit sacks. I mean, that's just insane, is it not? It's crazy. Son Reddick should be a defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah, he really should, but you know, I don't think he has the tackles or the TFLs to uh back that up. Now, yeah. here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I think Purdy can do it. This can be a learning experience for him because the Niners, because I think it's going to be a close game because Philly's defense is good. You know, you got to remember the Niners defense isn't exactly terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and if you really think about it, they have the probable defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa, probably, you know, I think he's probably going to be the defensive player of the year. You never know, but I, I would wager that it's going to be him. And uh, how do I put this? I think it's going to be a concern for the Niners, but not one that they can't manage if they learn from it. You know that Philly knows this, and you know the Niners are going to be practicing it. And Purdy, here's a message for Brock Purdy. He's never going to hear this, but imagine if he did. This is where the men are separated from the boys. You have a chance to yank the starting job away from seasoned veteran Jimmy Garoppolo and the literal one's third overall pick in Trey Lance. Go out there, play your heart out, and just remember like how far you've come. You can't stop now. Also, yeah, sorry. Keep in mind, even even if he does lose, I still think he's QB one next year. He's got to be. Smart. Yeah, because if, if he doesn't, he's going to be replaced by Tom Brady, who's a free agent. And he's oh my God. No, 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 no. If no. you say collect AARP checks, so help me. You know what time it is. He's already looking for schools for his son. Let him go. Let him retire and enjoy time with his son. Let him hey, go. You can send him to school and then go drive over to practice. No, no issue. He's doing yeah. it in Florida. I San Francisco's know. a nice area for schools, doesn't it? Decent schools. <laughs> No, stop. Oh, it. oh, stop not it. with their city laws, it ain't. <laughs> well, so much interference, so much interference. But that's it's either not that or Vegas. I mean, what happens in there stays in there, according to some people. Just just stay in Florida. Vegas. Florida's got good schools. Or, 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 hear me out. Retire. Oh yeah, the Miami Dolphins. The Ooh, the Jets. Ew, no. Oh. Well, listen, Even Gaston Brady was, couldn't save that Driftwood franchise. Right. Uh, talk, you touch on this topic. We're, we're going way too off. All right. By the sounds of the way Brock Purdy played last time against the Cowboys, he went for 12, 33% for 55 yards and two sacks. Not exactly impressive numbers when pressured. And to think the Cowboys line isn't anywhere near as talented as the Eagles line. Not going to lie. It seems pretty bad for Brock Purdy this hey, week. Hey, you made a I thought of it on the fly. I, I, I was like, I'm going to say this. this He's too nice time. with it, folks. <laughs> Stop. But anyway, I think, yeah, I think the legend of Brock Purdy continues to grow. I think he'll have a decent showing against the Eagles. I think he'll do enough to put his team in position to win. I just think overall, I think the Eagles are a more complete team right now. I think Jalen Hurts is ready to take that next step, in, which is to go to the Super Bowl. And I think the Eagles will just plainly outplay the 49ers. Don't get me wrong. This will be a very 
defensive game. I think it'll be very close, but I think the Eagles somehow, some way, just get it in the end. Listen, <clears throat> this 49ers team is built to be idiot-proof. Think about it this way. When your parents leave for the weekend and you're home alone, you decide to throw a rager because ev every kid our age does that. You, When you have all those people over, yeah. you idiot-proof the house. You make sure that the company you have over can't destroy the place. And this in in a uh, in a sense, this would be symbolizing the 49ers Super Bowl odds. And the the quarterback would be the company you have over. Idiot proof the house. In other words, you got the off the you have the offensive line, the defense, the pass catchers. You have the running backs. All of it's all set. The coaching, everything. You idiot-proofed your house so that for so that Brock Purdy, the third over the the third string quarterback, doesn't mess things up. Listen, Brock Purdy also averaged 7.5 yards per attempt uh, during this game. That's too much. You don't need to throw it that far with that much accuracy. With well, you want accuracy. You don't need to throw it that far. With the, uh, with the amount of talent you have around you and pretty good protection, just get the ball out. Get the ball out. Get it to Christian McCaffrey. Get it to Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and let them do the talking. Let them figure things out. Let the defense force turnovers from Jalen Hurts in close games, which we have, we have seen in the past during this season. Let that all happen. You don't need Brock Purdy to win the game. You need the team to win all around, all around effort, good coaching, professional organization, all of these, all of this really good talent, use that. And then they will be fine. But if you rely on Brock Purdy with that defensive line that he's facing, which is the best in the league for the Eagles, you might lose. But if you could just take a lot of that responsibility out of Brock Purdy's hands. You win that game. You can easily win. That's my take. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Very well. I'll allow it. Not bad. Not I, tried, bad. Uh, I tried using the analogy to the, uh, the, the part the partying, but you know, like it's the, almost like you speak from experience, Adam. Mm -hmm. It's possible. No. <laughs> you sound like such a rad kid. Oh, yeah, that all the kids in the high school love you, buddy. Mom, Dad, I'm an angel. I would never throw parties. That, is, that would course, be very that'd be irresponsible. That would be very irresponsible of me. That would be terrible. I never do that. I, genuinely, I would never do that. You're very, God, what's I Alfred genuinely doing? believe it. <laughs> That's like, it's like that scene from Back to the Future when what's his name, the bully? He's, he's being lectured by the teacher, and he, he's like, are you drunk? He's like, no, I wouldn't know alcohol because I don't know what it tastes like because I'm not of age. Like, yeah. like BS, dude. Um, all right. So we're going to change gears and we are going to move to the weekly Fumble Ruski fan box where we are going to ask what your boldest prediction is. We asked you guys to give your boldest prediction for the championship weekend. We had some good ones, so I'm excited to read these off. So you won't want to miss this. 
This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. We have reached the Fumble Rooski fan box. So we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was, what is your boldest prediction for championship weekend? And a lot of you gave your Super Bowl matchup predictions, which is fair. I mean, it could be, I mean, that could be bold, but um, we did we are going to start it with Dan, Daniel Blaziak, who said Bengals and Eagles win. So that is going to be his Super Bowl matchup. And uh, I would say advantage Bengals, at least I, I'm still figuring I'm still trying to decide who wins. But I'd say advantage Bengals right now, so far. Eagle and the Eagles, I think they they do deserve to be favored in this game. Um, they're they they have the better record. They're they have good personnel, and they're hosting the game. So, um, Jack Breel said 49ers versus Bengals. So another Super Bowl prediction. We did get a couple of those. Um, yeah. I, we did get a lot of Bengals. I don't know how many Chiefs that we did get, actually. So I think the the world is rooting for the Bengals here. Um, but uh, 49ers, like uh, I said, like this is a team. The 49ers are a team that is idiot proof. You don't need that much at quarterback. You don't need to ask much from Brock Purdy. Just manage the game and get the ball off as quick as you can to your playmakers because they're very good with the run after the catch. Um Nick Normand, and he had two responses. His first one being right here, Nick Norman said Eagles versus Niners is low scoring. Both teams struggle versus the best D either team have played. That's a fair, that's a fair yeah. prediction. Because like I said, like both of these teams have struggled against good defensive lines, and they're facing each other. But someone has to win the game. So we'll see how that goes. I, I really am excited for that matchup. And not, a, not enough people are talking about it because everyone's looking at the Bengals right now. Um, Chris Kostich said Brock Purdy set, throws for 350 yards. So there could be him. Oh, that's <laughs> Excuse me. Ooh. So there could, be, there could be Purdy, you know, being a game manager like I suggested. And there could be him throwing for 350 yards and four touchdowns, and there, there's no issue, and he's great under pressure this, this time. If he what does, the, hell the do Niners I- are one of the Super Bowl market. What the hell do I know? So we'll we'll see. But uh, Nick Norman said uh, Purdy throws some picks and Burrow clearly beats a one-legged Mahomes by at least a score. No to the second one. 
Yeah, tell us how you really feel, Justin. I, you know, I think, I think I, I gotta agree with his first one though. If he throws, if he he could very well throw some pick. I mean, when you're under pressure, you yeah. try to throw an accurate pass. Yep. When you, you have know, Hassan Reddick in your face. Mm-hmm. Yep, quarterbacks do indeed throw picks. Yes, Adam. Right, but also under pressure, it's it's yes, easier. and especially yes, a seventh yeah. round rookie. It's a lot harder to throw a pick when you're protected. I'll say that much. Um, all right. Brogdon Hill said Bengals versus Eagles and Bengals win 29 to 13. Another Super Bowl prediction. Nothing wrong with that. But unless Tucker objects. <laughs> oh, it's all right, Justin. You're allowed your opinion. We all are. That is bold, though. He he has them winning in a blowout. 29-13. The I Bengals, wish. so think about that. The Bengals defense shutting down Jalen Hurts and uh and uh AJ Brown along with Devontae Smith. I mean, that de- that offense is nothing to sneeze at. And you also have Jalen Hurts' legs. You also have Miles Sanders to worry about. Their tight end is pretty good, Dallas Goddard, arguably a top-five tight end in this league, which in this day and age doesn't say too much, but he's still solid. He's a good – Goddard's a good tight end. Um, all right. Patrick Williver said Mahomes doesn't finish the first drive. I think he does. But that is cause for concern. I think he looks fine in practices, but I think he can make it through the first drive. I See, I think he's going to make it through a game because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but is if you play through a high ankle sprain, does that cause any further damage? Or is it ju- does it just stay the same? I think it could cause for further damage if not you know, treated properly, but at the same time, if – He's able to walk properly in that. I think he can't do much more than he already has. But again, I'm not a physical therapist, so I kind of struggle. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure how how the how that would work. I just heard from Tony Romo on his broadcast. He said that if if you if you sprain your ankle, get a high ankle sprain, you are able to play the rest of the game because you you don't feel it as bad at first. But as the week goes on after that and weeks after then you start to feel it and it's hard to play on. So that is going to be interesting to see. And maybe, I mean, if he's fine, then then we're going to have a game. But I don't know. I if He he could very well not finish the first drive, or at least, I don't know. We'll see. If he doesn't finish the first drive, Bengals win. They're, they're not winning. They're not, beating, they're not beating the Bengals with Chad Henney. Come on. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. It's yes. not happening. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Justin. Uh, yes, they are. Y'all must, y'all no. must know Andy Reid. He'll figure out a way to beat this team without Patrick Mahomes. He's done it before. Yeah, for like five minutes against the Browns. No, he did it against the Vikings when they won their Super Bowl in 2019. They didn't have Patrick Mahomes, and they were still able to shut off points. I'm not saying – Okay, it. yeah. Yeah, the 2019 Vikings versus the 2022 Bengals. Ah, yes. The, the same. The team. very same, of course. Both now, could I the team's better defense. Yes. All right. Mm. I'm not saying it will happen, but it has happened before. Jeff Scottle, or Soddle, said Jalen Hurts will throw three picks and lose the NFC Championship. Oh, three picks. Oh. Oh. So he is definitely referring to earlier on the season when the commanders punched that Eagles team in the mouth and the Eagles turned the ball over, what, five times? Four or five times? 
it didn't look good. And Jalen Hurts certainly didn't as well. So, like, I, I just said, like, when the Eagles, when the Eagles are faced with a challenge, it doesn't seem like they respond well to it. That's what I've seen this season. And I understand a lot of the close games were um, later in the season when Jalen Hurts was hurt. But there were a couple games where he was playing, like that Commanders game, and the following game against the Colts. The lowly Indianapolis Colts almost beat the Eagles. Don't forget that. I'm just saying, it, they don't, it looks a little sketchy in close games. They can blow out anybody. But as soon as they make it close, they don't look the best. Um, all right. Next one is Jay-Z8 Hockey. He doesn't have his, his actual name. Uh, big scores, Bengals and 49ers win. So I'm seeing a little bit of a trend here. We got the Bengals yeah, representing for too. everyone and hmm. the 49ers representing for a lot of people as well. Um, Mallory Kleppel, who is a Chiefs fan, said Mahomes throw uh, throws for 300 yards with a high ankle sprain. Chiefs win by 14. So in, in her- there we go, there we go, yes sir, there we go. That's what I like. There, yes, there we go. In her words, he doesn't miss a beat, which it's going to be hard. It to, it might depend on how he does as a pocket passer. Like a Tom Brady, just not oh, he'll be moving around quite as much. We'll see. Um, so the Chiefs fan, I believe, is the only one so far who has the Bengal, who has the Chiefs making it out. Um, Diego Huertas said Cincinnati Bengals and 49ers win easily. Oh my oh brother. Boy, we have a lot of Bengals oh, 49ers brother. here. <laughs> Justin, Finn, come on, man. All right. Fins up, which is run by our very own. Isaac Zonana, one of our fans, said Niners edge out Eagles and Bengals beat Chiefs in Thriller. Another 49ers-Bengals Super Bowl, which I actually wouldn't mind. That would be cool. That would be epic, yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Unless you're Justin. reasons I hate. So Isaac Zonana, so on his personal account – Bengals beat Chiefs in Thriller, and Niners beat Eagles by seven. Yeah, I'll wait allow a second. It. Wait, no. That's the same. That's the exact same. Um, so he 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 voted twice and said the exact same thing. It just just uh, just changed up the wording. I'll allow it. That's ah, fine. I'll allow it. It's okay. Um, you forgive me. I mean, it doesn't. What difference does it make with all the the with all the Bengals 49ers Super Bowl picks that we have? Well, Justin um, obviously loves it. So here is – what the hell? And uh, I didn't you, think about this before, but Eli Turner said Niners versus Eagles. Just said that. That's the NFC Championship. That's not really a prediction. That's really that's just – not. That's just – that's like a weather forecast. That's – Yeah. And then you, you this, week on, this week in the city of Philadelphia, we're going to get a, a conference championship matchup of well, Niners versus Eagles. You know, it's all fun and games until, you know, I'm just saying, until the Bears and the Seahawks show up. And then everyone's the going to be like, wait a minute, what? In the league, that is, that's what they make up for their neutral grounds. Absolutely. I mess with it. Well, we are towards the end of our show. Do you guys have any thoughts before we end the show tonight? 
please, for the love of Christ, I can't keep doing this every week if the Bengals win. Please. If please. the Bengals win the Super Bowl, are you going to, like, spontaneously combust or something? Oh. He's going to foam at the mouth. I'd prefer if he didn't. I'll say congratulations, but that's as far as I'm going. The profanity might come out if they win the Super Bowl. Whoa! <laughs> well, then. Now I kind of want them to win. Actually, so, no, I do want them to win. No kind of. We won't get anything because I'll just be cussing the whole episode. <laughs> oh, that's the best episode. We'll just change the. We'll just change. We'll just change the uh, episode content to explicit, and then yeah. say, "All right, <laughs> John, you have kids around. Co- just cover their ears." Tuck is or is going through bed. it right Tuck's now. Angry. <laughs> well, to be fair, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, I'd be the same way. So I can't say I don't understand Justin. I don't even hate the bank, the Bills. I really I, don't. Uh, I, I just I hate their fans. Their fans are not the best fans, and I'll die. What are you talking point. about? They send they send money to other teams' charity. Okay, then. Better Before we go, it's time to give their transgressions. Number one, the, after Matt Ariza was found to be a scummy human being, they defended him tooth and nail. Number two. Pelting the Miami Dolphins bench with snowballs and ice balls and everything else, so much so that the officials had to tell them to knock it off or it'd be a 15-yard penalty. Three, death threats against T. Higgins after the DeMar Hamlin incident. Does that sound like the best fan base to you? No, it doesn't, America. All right, that'll do it. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.